Welcome to Let's Review RN. My name is Bryn O'Donnell, and I'm a certified adult and geriatric nurse practitioner. I work as a cardiology APN and function as a visiting professor and clinical instructor for a BSN program. This is an independent production by myself, and I am not representing any educational institution. My goal is to deliver a condensed but robust review on topics primarily discussed in Adult Health 1 and 2 and some pieces of pharmacology of a bachelor degree nursing program. Over the years, I've learned that students have an immense amount of confusion and questions when they leave didactic, which makes applying what they are learning nearly impossible to the clinical setting. I want to break down the basics so that you can continue to build upon your knowledge and put the pieces together. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Let's Review RN. Today, I'm going to take a minute and reiterate and review filtration, reabsorption, and secretion, which are three of the four major roles of the kidney. The nephron is the highly functional portion of the kidney, and filtration begins in the glomerulus, and we will recap both the journey of filtered blood and the filtrate that eventually is is excreted as urine. Reabsorption and secretion follows as the blood and the filtrate move through the structures of of the nephron, exchanging water and ions to maintain homeostasis. It's highly important to understand the basics of filtration, reabsorption, and secretion as we move into pharmacology and how medication works within the kidneys. So to begin, the kidneys filter blood as it passes through the capillaries that form the glomerulus. Blood pressure allows for enough pressure to push most of the blood plasma through the lining of the capillaries and into the Bowman's capsule. Blood cells are too large to pass through the capillary lining and therefore remain within the glomerulus along with some residual plasma. The filtered plasma, now referred to as filtrate or what will begin to become the urine, begins to flow out of the Bowman capsule and into the proximal convoluted tubule. From the proximal convoluted tubule, the filtrate next enters the loop of Henle, where water and ions are reabsorbed. The descending limb of the loop of Henle is permeable to water and carries the filtrate deep into the medulla of the kidney. Tissue in the medulla surrounding the tubule contain a high concentration of ions and very little water compared to that filtrate or urine within the tubules. Osmotic pressure between the hypotonic filtrate and the hypertonic medullary cells pushes water out of the filtrate and into the cells. The cells of the medulla return this water to the blood, which is flowing through the nearby capillaries. We will get to that more in a minute. But next, filtrate passes through the uh, down the descending limb of the loop of Henle and up the ascending loop of Henle as it exits the medulla. The tissues surrounding the ascending limb are not, not as permeable to water, but are permeable to ions. The filtrate is very concentrated after passing through the descending loop of Henle, so ions easily diffuse out of the filtrate and into the cells lining the ascending limb. These ions are returned to the blood flowing through nearby capillaries to help maintain homeostasis, and this all depends on the need of the body. Tubule fluid exiting the loop of Henle next passes through the distal convoluted tubule and the collecting duct of the nephron. These tubules continue to reabsorb small amounts of water and ions that are still left in the filtrate. The tissue surrounding the collecting duct 
actively absorbs excess potassium and hydrogen ions from the nearby capillaries and secrete these excess ions as waste into the filtrate. When the filtrate reaches the end of the collecting duct, almost all the very important valuable nutrients, ions, and water have been returned to the blood supply while waste products and water are left to form the urine. The urine exits the collecting duct and joins the urine from other collecting ducts in the renal pelvis. Simultaneously, while the filtrate is entering the proximal convoluted tubule, the concentrated blood that remains inside the capillaries of the glomerulus move into the efferent arterioles and into the peritubular capillaries surrounding the proximal convoluted tubule. Epithelial cells lining the tubule actively reabsorb valuable molecules such as glucose and amino acids and ions from the filtrate and deposit them back into the blood. These cells are also collect any waste products remaining in the blood, such as ammonia and creatinine, and secrete these chemicals as waste in the urine. While this exchange exchange of solutes occurs, osmotic pressure pushes water from the hypotonic filtrate back into the concentrated hypertonic blood. That's all for today's episode of Let's Review Our And I really wanted to retouch and recap filtration, reabsorption, and secretion because it is so, so important as we move into pharmacology of medications that work within the kidneys. And we're going to move into loop diuretics and thiazide diuretics and potassium-sparing diuretics next. So it's really important that we understand not only the nephron, but where filtration and reabsorption occurs so that we can understand how these medications work within the kidneys. Again, I always appreciate you being here week to week learning with me. And if you have time, I'd love if you would rate and review the podcast. And you can always find me at Let's Review RN on Instagram. This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.